This is episode 15 of Essential Oils by Design. Hi everyone, you're listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Roz Isbell and Nani Chasire, and there's three things that we're both passionate about. Essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. And before we start today's show, I just want to pop in and let you know that the audio quality of my voice is not at its usual standard for this episode and for the next episode as well. I've been on holidays, vacation, and recording with a different setup. And whilst it sounded like everything was fine at the time of recording, now we find out that it's not. So rather than going back and recording what was actually a pretty good session, which because of time differences and family commitments, we don't really have time to do. I hope that you can bear with listening to my voice the way that it comes out. Nani's sounding clear and crisp as usual, but my voice isn't isn't sounding fabulous. So apologies for that. It's only for the next couple of episodes. Without any further ado, on with the show. Hi, Nani. Hi, Roz. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? You're tuning in from vacation. Yes, yes, a little, if it sounds a little bit different, it's because I'm in a different place, a different room, trying to get all the techie stuff sorted, but I think we're getting away with it, which is very cool to be able to be on a, on vacation or holidays, as we say here, and be able to still do the odd little bit of work, so it's very cool. And today, we're going to be talking about one of your favourite subjects. Yes. Today we're going to talk about business by design. So we think this could be your role as an entrepreneur, perhaps, or as an employee in a company or a business. Yeah, whatever business or career looks like for you. And we're pretty sure, based on current performance, that this is going to be a two-parter. So today we'll talk about the types and we'll probably have plenty of time to go into quite a bit of detail. And in our next episode, we'll talk about the centers. Yes, I wanted to ask our listeners a few questions. Are any of you out there stuck in your business or wish that you could manifest more with your business? Or maybe do you ever feel like you don't have the energy to do all of the things that you've been told to do? Or maybe you've tried what you've been told to do and it didn't work for you? These things have all happened to me, and I've been in many different types of business settings. So there are many things in your chart that can affect how you operate in business. So we likely all benefit from doing it differently. I personally took many years of business training. Of course, some of it was valid for me, but some of it I learned maybe more for someone who is a manifester than someone who's a generator, especially multi-level marketing type businesses or network marketing, depending on what you call it. But to attract the right clients for yourself, 
you need to look at yourself and who you are and how your energy works versus certain training or technology or type of marketing. So with within business, things like type can make a huge impact. So that's what we're going to talk about today is the five types. So for example, if you're a manifester, projector, or reflector, you're actually not here to work a traditional nine to five or eight to five or whatever, sometimes seven to five job, um, you'll get very burned out from it because that's what the generators do. And you'll get burned out if you try to act like a generator. I'm talking about manifesting generators as well. But by design, projectors would be amazing managers or directors as they're here to direct others. But most managers these days are not even able to just direct people. They have to do the work too. So it's just really some interesting things to consider and could be interesting for you to think about. Yeah, what work looks like these days and what we think is acceptable is in so many cases not what we are designed to do. We are all trying to work against type. And you know what, Nani, when it comes down to it, and I think this business by design, understanding how the types work within a business setting is probably one of the more sought-after subjects in human design. People want to know about it. Well, how am I supposed to do business? And look, there's lots and lots of things that we can talk about, and we will because we do. But when push comes to shove, the thing that you need to remember, as with everything to do with human design, is to follow your strategy. And if you know what your strategy is, then it all just comes to you. So if you haven't listened to episode three, which is on the five human design types, please, please, please go back and listen to that and find out how you are supposed to act. Find out how you are supposed to take action because the gold is in there. All this other stuff, which we're going to talk about today, is all very nice and very fun, very good to know. But when push comes to shove, it's about following your strategy. So shall we start off by talking about the best way for a manifester to do business? Yes. So manifestors are here to initiate and innovate and empower and provoke things and challenge old paradigms. So they're here, if you listen to the episode Roz was just talking about, they're here to get things started and get the ball rolling and just do it. So manifestors, like I was saying, they are not necessarily going to do well in a traditional role. I know a manifester who is a real estate agent and I was like, this could be the perfect job for a manifester because you initiate things, but you don't like you, you're kind of working a schedule that works for you. I guess sometimes you're working with your clients, but if it's something that you love to do, you're probably sparked by working with them and, and it's something that you can initiate. You also may not be a team player, so that can be good and bad. You're supposed to be starting things and not necessarily finishing them. The generators are supposed to be finishing the work. So your life purpose is often about leading change by sharing new ideas, pushing people beyond their comfort level and empowering them to do so. So people will value you in business, whether you're the employee or you're running your own business, for your ideas being a thought leader, you're kind of like an early adopter, you're on the leading edge and you initiate things. So anything that has to do with startup or starting something is really good for you. 
Raz, do you have anything else to add? I think manifestors can be incredibly valuable employees because they have this incredible ability to see what needs to happen and to see what will work. The trick is making sure that they don't try and finish it off or they don't try and put you know sometimes they can finish things off but it's only if they've got the energy to do it it's only if they're not working 24 7 it's only if they're not going to be on call all the time and they are able to set those boundaries for themselves because one of the things that we see and it doesn't usually happen to manifestors until they hit around about 50 but trust me 50 comes up quickly enough is these people who have been pushing and pushing and pushing all their lives, not just with their ideas and their thoughts and their unique ability to get things started, but with their actual physical work power. And then they run out of oomph. They run out of the ability to keep going and they burn out and they get sick or they get chronic fatigue or they just lose interest in everything and you don't want to see a manifestor burnt out that's that's not the way things are meant to happen manifestors are here to keep things happening and we need them all to be doing their job we need them all to be doing what lights them up yeah manifestors as well they may or you may if you're a manifestor need to try things on to find out if they're correct for you And I've seen people beat themselves up about this because they're trying things on and then deciding it's not right or someone else is deciding that it's not right. And so just don't worry about it as much. I mean, try not to beat yourself up if you're trying something on and it doesn't work because that's part of your process. Yeah, you're here to to you know, go out on a limb a little bit occasionally. I've heard it described many times before as throwing spaghetti against the wall. So sometimes, yes, there is a bit of trial and error involved with the manifesto strategy, and that is okay. Nani's words are very wise. Don't beat yourself up if something doesn't work out because there will be plenty of things that do work out. And one of the things we want to talk about is the strategy for the manifester. And we're not going to get too much into the strategy. You can listen to that in an earlier recording, but manifestors need to inform. And this can cause a challenge if you're not informing, but it also is your key. <laughs> it's like the key for your marketing. So you need to inform potential clients of what the next step is. You need to tell them what you're going to do and then what they're going to get. So if you were doing something like marketing, say, I'm going to give you whatever you're going to give them. You're like informing them of what, what you're there to do. And this is where I think a really good oil for manifestors in business would be lavender and spearmint. Of course, we've talked about these before with communication and your throat center, but this is exactly where it fits in because you may not want to slow down and tell people, but this ties directly to the emotional theme for you, which is anger. And you might get angry. I mean, that's one piece of it. But if you don't inform people, and this could be as an entrepreneur or in a business, you will make other people angry. Kind of want to just slow down and maybe slowing down Maybe Roz has an oil for slowing down because maybe that's what you really need to do. But if you want to clearly communicate, lavender and spearmint can help. Yeah. Well, I think just to complement lavender and spearmint, and you might want to make up your own blend, I think a really beautiful oil, which is the oil of community, if I'm not mistaken, 
is cedarwood. Cedarwood will slow you down. It's that beautiful grounding big tree oil and allow you to be in sync with your community. So slow you down enough that you inform your community, that you care enough about your community to inform them. And please don't underestimate how important informing is. I know we've talked about this before, but it really is the key to your success in business is letting people know what it is you are planning to do. Because what it does is it gets your energy in alignment with everyone else who's going to be affected by this action you're about to take. That you're not asking them for permission. You're not saying, is it okay if I do this? You're saying, I am going to do this. And they stand back and they say, oh, okay, they're going to do this. They may not agree with you, but at least at least you've smoothed off those rough edges around the energy situation and you'll find that things will flow so much easier. Inform, please. Yes. And the last thing we want to talk about for the manifester are like common traps or challenges for them. And actually one of them that kind of Roz was alluding to is that manifestors don't always make good team players. And that's partially because you want to do everything yourself and you want to do it fast and you don't want to take the time to inform. It can be very individual people. Yeah. So delegating can be really hard as well. But you actually are designed to delegate because you're supposed to start things and have other people do the work. Another challenge for you, we I think we alluded to this a little bit earlier, is that working a regular nine to five job can be difficult because you're going to have these bursts of, you know, this divine spark of wanting to go do something and then you're going to need some time to rest. And if you're need to go put your butt in the seat at the office for a certain amount of time, it It can be very challenging and uninspiring, possibly. (laughs) If you're a manifester, think about if you kind of need to slow down or inform more and you could make a blend, like Roz was saying, of the oils that work best for you. And the next type we're going to talk about is the generator. And that's you, Nani. Yes. So generators are sustainable, steady, consistent become masterful. And we're talking about pure generators here. We'll talk about manifesting generators next. They're a little bit different. And question evoking and questions are very important for the generators in business. We'll get into that. But the life purpose for the generator is about doing things over and over again in various ways and kind of becoming masterful about something. And so the value that generators have for business, for being in a business or being the entrepreneur or to teach from experience, you know, have this patience and persistence, the ability to hang in there and do things over again and can flow with clients and the client's needs. The generators have the ability to know what the next step is, but they do have to wait for something to respond to. So you're still waiting for a sign. If you're working for a boss, like them giving you some work, is it's very easy. You're just responding to what they are asking asking you to do. I definitely have tried to manifest and do things that I was not asked to do as much or, you know, didn't figure out what the response was and it did not work out well for me. I just wasted my time and energy. So just thinking about responding to things and as well, so for marketing, like I was saying that questions are very important for generators. When you're doing your marketing, 
you actually want to ask. So this is probably more on the entrepreneur side or unless you're in some sort of, you know, marketing or communications department, but you want to ask questions of other people. And there are a lot of other generators that you'll be talking to a big percentage of the population. So they'll, they'll like the questions as well. So for you, you know how we were saying manifestors need to inform what they're doing. Generators need to ask questions with their sales copy and marketing. Like, are you struggling to create the money that you need to get your business started? Or you can say things like, does that sound good? Or are you ready? Does this, whatever I'm talking about, sound like you? So asking them yes or no questions will be really helpful. So some of the challenges for the generators might be just being frustrated, especially if you're not responding to things. And, you know, this theme of mastery, so you're doing things over and over again, sometimes you can feel like you're sitting on a plateau and then you quit right before you're about to just jump to the next level of mastery. And so just trying to see if you really should be quitting is a good idea, having someone ask you, should you quit? Because most of the time it's actually no, you just need to wait a little bit and then all of a sudden you'll have a breakthrough. And for every generator that I've come in contact with and for myself, the one thing that you need to know is that you need to find work that you love. And it doesn't matter where that work is, if it's a traditional job or if you're starting your own business or doing a non-traditional business. If you're feeling burned out, if you're feeling frustrated, if your body is not working correctly and you're a generator, you're probably not doing something that you love. So maybe just think about that and even have someone ask you the question, do you love what you're doing? So, uh-huh or uh-uh. Uh-huh, uh-uh. Yep. It's so important to be doing what you love. So important to be responding to things in your external reality all the time. And we trip ourselves up on that. What does that mean? What does that look like? The universe, God, source, however you look at it, you are continually being bought things to respond to if you're a generator. And that's 70% of us. I'm talking about manifesting generators here too. 70% of us are designed to respond to things in our external reality. We're designed to respond to that book that falls off the pile at the bookshop. We're designed to respond to the road sign or the, the license plate of the car in front of us or some numbers that sh- keep showing up for us or whatever it happens to be. The universe is always bringing us signs. The universe is always bringing us people to ask us questions, to tell us things about ourselves, to bring things up in conversation. We are continually being bought information. And if I can just give you a little snippet of how this might look. If you're an entrepreneur, say, and somebody asks you a question about your business, that is something for you to respond to. If somebody says, you should be doing this, that is something for you to respond to. Now, you don't have to do it doesn't light you up. The idea of it is a definite, uh uh-uh, don't do it. But these are the sorts of things that we get to respond to all the time when we're generators. And, you know, there'll be big things, there'll be big opportunities that will be brought your way as well. But you do need to wait for things to respond to. Don't go around initiating action. That is the manifestor's job. I think the best essential oil for a generator might be the lemon for when you're doing it in business. It's the oil of focus and it kind of, it can nourish your mind and aid in concentration, but it can also like release things that aren't yours. And I mean, if you're working on this masterful path, you want to kind of focus as you're doing it. 
and kind of it's uplifting and it smells yummy. It does, absolutely. And the other thing that you can do too is you can go to your oils collection and you can ask your sacral which oil would be good for you to be using at the moment. It's something we probably haven't talked a lot about because we love talking about the specific oils, but don't ever lose trust in your own ability to pick an oil that's going to be appropriate and perfect for you at that particular time. And generators, manifesting generators can do this easily by asking their sacral. Manifestors can do this because they can just pick what feels right or seems right at the time, but projectors and reflectors will find that a little bit more challenging. So yeah, just bear that in mind. So the next one is manifesting generators. And I'm a manifesting generator and we like to be doing lots and lots of things at once. So just the idea of a manifesting generator doing a job that requires them to be doing one thing and one thing only is not likely to be something that will light them up. They need variety. They need something to keep them busy. Manifesting generators Just like the generators we've already explained, they need to be responding to things in their external reality. But their strategy is a little different and we have discussed this many times before, but I'll quickly go over it again. They need to respond to things in their external reality. We need to envision what that might look like if they actually go ahead and do it. They need to ask their sacral if it's correct for them. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Making sure that it's their sacral that's answering and not their head. They then need to inform, just like the manifesto does, everyone around them who's going to be affected by this decision. And then if once they've done all of those things, then they get to take action and go ahead and do it, okay? So make sure that you follow your strategy as a manifesting generator. And and in all honesty, just like with the manifesto, there will be a little bit of spaghetti throwing. There will be a little bit of trial and error. Sometimes you will have done everything just right, And still you'll find that not everything will work perfectly. But if you put your strategy to work and you do it carefully, you will find that you will have a much, much higher success rate. But make sure that you're keeping yourself busy. Make sure that you're doing things that light you up because if you don't, if you're you're not doing things that light you up, you'll find very quickly that you'll get burnt out. Yeah, I have a quick example about a manifesting generator that I know that realized the importance of informing. And because she could do so many things, do them for a long period of time, thought that she was the only one that could do them all because she it was hard for her to delegate because she was doing a lot. She wasn't telling people all of these things that she was doing. And then she went to a meeting. She was thinking about this human design stuff and she just laid out all of the stuff she was working on. She found out that people were working on some of the same things because she hadn't, you know, told them and they hadn't told her that they were working on them. So they were basically both wasting energy and only one of them needed to be doing them. And people didn't realize how much stuff she was working on. And like, you know, maybe we're putting things on her thinking she wasn't doing anything because she was just keeping quiet about it. Anyways, informing was very helpful for her and helpful for her team and things after that meeting just flowed much, much better. So it's very important. It is. And from personal experience, I can tell you that I may or may not have been in that same position as that person that Nani was just referring to, where 
you know, when I did actually open my mouth and say what was going on after the fact, I wasted a whole lot of time. So really, really, really embody, if you're a manifesting generator, really embody that whole idea of informing in every aspect of your life and in your work life, whatever that happens to take the shape of. So what about some oils for the manifesting generator? Nani? I've got one. So as far as oils for the manifesting generator are concerned, my very, very favourite, I've got a couple, but my very favourite one for myself, this is personal experience here, is Intune. Because what Intune does for me is it allows me to focus. And, you know, I said earlier that we need to have lots of things on the go and that is important. But what can happen is we can get sidetracked very, very easily because we do tend to have those 10 tabs open on our laptop. We do tend to have our phone sitting beside us as well with Instagram happening. And we do tend to have a dishwasher that needs unpacking if we are working from home and all of those sorts of things. We can get off track. So something like Intune can allow you to get those beautiful chunks of time where you are, in fact, concentrating on the one thing. Now, the way that our mind works means that it's going all over the place, but it's going all over the place in a very beautiful, focused and concentrated way. So Intune, I highly, highly recommend. It's a very, very potent, powerful blend of oils from doTERRA. It's the Focus Blend. And the other one that I love for manifesting generators, I know I've mentioned this one before too, is Arborvitae. It's another oil much like the cedar wood that we were talking about before for manifestors. That is a big tree oil. It's very grounding. It's a solid oil. It smells beautiful. It just smells like a, a new cedar hut. It's just gorgeous. And it really can anchor you into a space and into a place in time, which I think is very important for the manifesting generator to have access to from time to time. Yeah, there's two more things I quickly want to add for the manifesting generator. One of them, like Roz was talking about you as a manifesting generator wanting to do lots of different things. And if you're owning your own business, it's possible that you might own more than one business or have more than one thing that you're doing. And people might not understand why you need to do so many different things, but you probably do. So that's one thing. So just be understanding of yourself or other people that want to do lots of different things because manifesting generators can't just do one thing. And just like the generator, one thing that is super important for the manifesting generator is to do what they love. You can say yes to so many things because you have so much energy or you're able to do that many things, but it doesn't mean that you're supposed to be doing all of those things. Your sacral might be saying no, 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 and you'll you'll just add all these things onto your plate because you can do them, but then you'll get burned out. Yeah. So projectors, Nani? Yes, yeah, so the projectors are here in the business world to bring guidance, like consulting wisdom, intuition, and just directing a lot of the other types. And the life purpose of the director is to manage and guide others. So they have this innate wisdom about what others need and have impulses to use this wisdom and like guide others to make the world a better place. People will love you in the workplace as an entrepreneur or an employee because of your intuition, guidance, wisdom, insight, maybe even healing. So for marketing, like the interesting thing for projectors is that there might be a challenge with marketing because you need to be recognized and invited. So projectors are supposed to 
invite or be invited. So even in your marketing, telling people this is what I do and then inviting them to work with you could be helpful for you. If you're an entrepreneur, you can make your website look like an invitation. You probably want to work with a partner if you're a projector doing your own business because you need some of the sustainable energy from someone else to keep you going. You're there to be like super valuable and guide people. And so the one thing that in your marketing that is important is not saying I very much, but saying we, like you want to be, like you are here to know the other person. And so you want to say we can do this because you're really guiding them to do what they need to do. Yeah. Projectors are incredibly wise, incredibly valuable members of any business, whether it be your own business or whether it be someone else's business. Projectors are the ones that are identified very, very early on as being able to, as having this almost magical ability to know what's right, to know what needs to be done. And what happens very often is the projector gets identified by the boss, gets given more and more responsibility, finishes up working more and more hours and by the time, you know, they're around about 35 years of age, they get burnt out. They don't have any energy left because they've used it all on working for somebody who recognises their abilities but doesn't understand how their very special energy works. So be really, really mindful of the fact that you are not designed to work a typical nine to five job. You just aren't. You're designed to work maybe a few hours a day. Always, 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 and we will continue to say this, doing what lights you up, doing what you love. So just make sure you don't get hold into that trap and if you are at the moment in that situation as a projector where you feel that you are in a position where you're working too many hours where you're becoming physically burnt out you need to do something about it very quickly because once you become burnt out as a projector it can take a very very long time to recover and you can find yourself in a position where you really can't do very much at all so if you can actually nip that in the bud before it becomes a big problem, things you'll find life will be a lot easier. There's one other challenge that I wanted to bring up for the projector, and that's just that projectors have a deep energy need for recognition. And so this is probably more for if you own your own business as a projector. So to be recognized, someone needs to value you. And for someone else to value you, you need to value yourself. So if you're a projector and you are not feeling valued, the first thing to do is to kind of look at how you you see yourself and are you charging enough? Do you see what you're offering as valuable and doing whatever you need to do? There's many different ways that you can increase your self-value, but maybe Raz has some ideas there. But if not, you can find those out for yourself because you probably know what you need to do. I think one of the most important things for the projector to understand is that they're not here for everyone. You might think that you're here to be all things to all people, to be popular with everybody, for everybody to want to do business with you. And honestly, as a projector, that's not the case. Projectors are here only for certain people. So if you have a business offer, don't be upset, don't feel rejected. If not everybody understands what it is that you are doing, or if not everybody appreciates what it is that you're doing, and do understand that you are here 
for those people who recognise you, as Nani was just saying. Those are the people that you will make your money from. So the oil that I would pick for a projector would be marjoram, and it's for two reasons. Marjoram is oil of connection, and as a projector, you're like literally knowing other people and connecting with them. But I also think that sometimes their energy can get into your space, whether you're working in an office space or you're working with clients or whatever you're doing, you sometimes will need to like kind of shake off the energy that you're around all day, and marjoram can help you do that. So Nani, reflectors. Very, very rare. Only 1% of the population are reflectors. So reflectors are intuitive in business. They have, they're very insightful because they're just reflecting what's going on around them. They're experiential, reflective, and they have wisdom. So the reflector's life purpose is reflecting the health of their community. And well, I know a reflector that's very close to me. And I can tell you that you can tell what the atmosphere at their work is like by how they are, because they're reflecting on what's going on around them. One example is a company that he was working for was bought out and the environment, you know, like that's when they start laying people off and the environment becomes a little more toxic feeling. And you could tell just by being around this person that something was going on with the, with whatever was going around on around them. So if you're a reflector, it is very important for you to pay attention to what's going on around you and the people you're around and the environment you're around. And if you're not happy, you probably need to get out of that environment and maybe find a new job. <laughs> that's, that's my thought. Maybe it's a little harsh, but that's what I, I believe. I think that's so important, Nani, because reflectors are very, very special people and we need, it's almost our responsibility to make sure that they are happy where they are. I'm not, I don't actually, I'm not saying that it's our responsibility to make sure that every reflector is happy, but it is really important that the reflector looks at the people that they're dealing with. They look at their clients. Do their clients make them feel sad or depressed or, you know, tense or whatever it happens to be certainly to their bosses or their work colleagues the reflector needs to understand that they have choices and if they find themselves in a position where they've got the right people around them where they are feeling happy and comfortable and things are going well then they need to continue to be in that situation Something that I think about as a reflector, so reflectors can do just about anything in business. They just need to wait the cycle of the moon, the 29 days to make big decisions. But once they've made the decision, they've bounced their ideas off their close friend or family group and they've made their decision, they can just act as they want. But their business strength is to really see and experience others. And I'm imagining like if you were a consultant, say, or an advisor for something, you like could be with, okay, say you're a small business owner and you're working with a client, you're like literally reflecting what they want. So you have this ability to reflect back everything that they are trying to tell you. So you can be very powerful as a reflector. Yeah, they're, they're just like a walking mirror, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing about a reflector is that whilst it takes them 29 days or 28 point something days to make a decision because that is how long it takes for the moon to go through its full cycle, they change during that time. 
depending on what phase the moon is in and how it affects their chart. And if you happen to be a reflector or you know a reflector and they're not aware of this and they don't know how the moon's energy can affect their chart, you can actually have a human design reading done and the, the specialist can show you how your chart, your particular chart, will be affected. And it's consistent. It gets affected the same way every 28 days. But every day, they're feeling a different type of energy. This is based purely on where the moon is and what's going on with the moon. So it's it's a very interesting thing to observe as a non-reflector. And as a reflector, it can be incredibly affirming to actually understand which days you might have more energy, which days you're likely to have little energy, which days you'll have you know, certain archetypical energies in the chart will be triggered for you, that sort of thing. So it's, it's really, it's, it's a very valuable thing to understand your chart in relation to the moon cycle if you're a reflector. So the one thing about the marketing for the reflector, as we were saying, they can do whatever they want in business, but in marketing, you can meet the needs of your clients energetically and intuitively just by reflecting back what they want to need. Yeah. And there are some challenges for reflectors. Some of them are similar to the projector and manifester where you don't have the energy to work maybe a traditional job. I've seen some reflectors do well working from home, so they're not around a ton of energy all the time. But like Raz is saying, if you're in an awesome environment that is fueling to you and exciting or nurturing whatever you're looking for, of course, being around people is great too. And they also just need to know the difference between what is their energy and what is someone else's. And probably they're not going to even think about this unless they learn a little bit about human design and find out that they're a reflector. So that can be a challenge for them though until they figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. And alone time, Nani. They need quite a bit of alone yep. time, don't they? Yes. So when you get home from work or when you've finished work for the day, you need to go and discharge all of that built up energy in all of your centres. Just go somewhere by yourself for fifteen minutes, half an hour. Get out in nature. If worst comes to worst and you just need to go into your bedroom, lie down and shut the door. Just give your body the opportunity to discharge that energy and bring yourself back to a calm, central point that is who you are, not who everybody that you've been with today is. And there can also be challenges. I know the same reflector has children and is working. And so you come home and then there's more energy there. So if you know a reflector in your family, whether it's a kid or a spouse, just knowing that they if you can help them out so that they can get that alone time or maybe you need to hire some help, it's really important or like everyone else, they'll get burned out. What about essential oils for reflectors, Nani? Frankincense is the first one that comes to my mind. Frankincense is the one that comes to mind for me too. And the reason for that is because frankincense is, they call it the king of oils because when in doubt, use frankincense. So it can be used on just about everything. And, you know, the reflectors, whilst a, ref a reflector who's in alignment, a reflector who's around good people, a reflector for whom things are going well, is going to be doing beautifully and frankincense will just amplify that situation. It's also got the ability to, to recalibrate. It's a beautiful oil for recalibration. Uh, I think there really isn't anything else 
as a general oil that would be more beneficial to a reflector than frankincense. Yeah, and I would say that frankincense could be used by any type and can support your business. So if you love frankincense or you don't know what to use, frankincense has so many therapeutic properties that it can be used for anything. So if you don't know what to use, that's a good one just to use. Yeah, so that wraps it up. This is the first part of our business series about business by design for your type. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions or are interested in learning more about human design, you can go to our websites, findyournaturalgroove.com for Roz or be you with Nani for me, Nani. And if you don't already have essential oils and you're interested in getting some in your home, either Roz or I can help you out with that. If what we are sharing is helping you, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes so that this can get out to as many people as possible. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, Nani.